0: Hi, this is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to May I Ask You a Question. This is the second part of my conversation with John Rep, a graduate of Bob Jones University and a good friend of mine who was steep in fundamentalism for most of his life. In this episode, he shares more reflections on his time in fundamentalism, about leaving it, and how he talks with his son about it. Thanks for listening. So, uh, um, at what point did you begin to realize, um... How do I word it the uniqueness I guess of the environment you were in um, or does that make sense what I'm asking like the, the cultural aspects and kind of the things that about whether it's fundamentalism or you know mm-hmm. kind of the setting yourselves apart and not, not everybody else does those things
1: yeah um, that's a great question and I really remember the first time that I was like oh um, they really think something weird is going on here at, the, at this school and, and I didn't see it but uh like you know in sixth grade you don't think about that you go to school and the you know it's a good day if the chicken nuggets are on pulpit, you know, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and
0: if that one girl looks at you yeah exactly
1: <laughs> um but I remember uh, I did debate when I was in high school and it was it was a debate uh group with other non-christian schools you know um and it was great I loved it but uh we'd have some interesting conversations with the other debaters from other schools. Yeah. You know, and most of the time it's just kind of like, hey, okay, you're going to this school. And then uh, one of them asked me, he was like, do you ever feel sheltered? You know, and they they said the word very deliberately, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah, 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 kind of condescendingly. Yeah, and I was like, no. I mean, you know, (laughs) talk to me. And then I, you know, got to be thinking about that a little bit later. And, and, you know, I, I understood... What their questions were, and and realized that um, you know even by a Christian school standard, there were some things that that um, were a little bit unusual. And but I didn't really realize kind of how unusual it was to be totally honest until we got out of of that fundamental uh, fundamentalist environment, um, and you know it's like what oh. <laughs> You, you, your school didn't have rules against going to movies, but, <laughs> right, right. you know, um, or, or some of those things.
0: So you, would you say, though, that you had, you know, while you were in the um, ecosystem or, or that environment, that you, um, did you have
1: a gut feeling that something was weird? Or was it really once you started to talk to people outside of it? I had a, I, I had a feeling that it was weird, but it was kind of manageable weird. Um, you know, um, and... While I wasn't like, you know, I got to get out of the school or anything like that. Yeah. It was just kind of like it was not okay. prison to you. Yeah, it's like the rules. I can do them. the the The, the training's good. I, I have friends here. You know, it's it's fine. Yeah. You know, um, I never felt like the, the the training was was subpar. You know, which again ladders back to the, you know, um, have a good testimony, be really good at yeah. what you do. Um, the other part is that there was there was a lot more guilt I think looking back um than what you probably should have even as you know as as a Christian like you felt more guilt yeah because of the cult- because of how the culture
0: kind of cult- mm-hmm. f- cultivated some judgment and and
1: yes um and and then also where where you're like you know these rules are rules but am I going to break these rules am I you know Mm -hmm. am I going to consciously break the rules and go against the authority that God has set over me or and then there would be some people that would take those rules and then they would almost canonize them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so becoming becoming Pharisees absolutely right so you you have you have hair standards at school and it's just you know for I don't know just because the school has the the two finger widths above the eyebrow standard well you know you have a, a, a somebody who's studying to be a preacher and they go out to a church and somebody asks about hair length and he's like two finger widths above the eyebrow you know and so then it becomes a a standard of right and wrong Mm. you know so I there was a lot of pressure to not gripe in fact um, the in the handbook it said griping's not tolerated you Hmm. can't gripe you you it's not no murmuring no none Um, and so the idea was that if if you griped about the rules if you didn't have a good spirit, um, there was probably a sin problem. And you know, yeah. um, Dr. Bob Sr. was, had a very famous saying, uh, no doubt the problem lies with you, mm. you know? Uh, yeah. In, in other words, stop being a victim, stop blaming other people for your problems. Look at yourself first. Yeah. But that can be mis- misapplied in a lot of ways. Right, right. And the school in every classroom had a saying, from Dr. Bob Sr. above the uh, chalkboard. Like different ones? Or yeah, the same one? Not the same one. Okay. <laughs> that would be a lot, right? Yeah. But but no, a different saying. Because he had lots of little little things, you know, quotes and whatever else. Which I never really thought was... Yeah, I did think that was a little weird. Um, you know, and we would joke about, like, you know, one of the sayings, like, please pass the salt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that, you know. Something less profound. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, looking back, that was really weird. I yeah. mean... You, because there was all there was there was a tendency, um, although people wouldn't really admit it, to to um, you know to uh, elevate the founder of the school sure. as a good man of God, yeah. which you know okay, but you know it became a little bit of
0: idol yes. idolatry
1: and yeah I think so pedestal I think so and and the tendency again to to elevate and to to hold these people in high esteem. Um, and diminishing the idea that they're a fallen man. Yeah. You know, and then when you have a pastor or when you have the head of a school or when you have a teacher or somebody else that has a moral failing, Mm -hmm. then what do you do with that? Right. You know, do you try to cover it up because it would harm the cause of Christ or do you deal with it and how do you deal with it?
0: I mean, it is, it is interesting, right? Because when when we when there are people that we just really admire, and God has really encouraged us by them, mm-hmm. then sometimes we uh, kind of not not with every intention, but we kind of make a flip of like, "Wow, can they do anything wrong?" Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, especially post mortem, right? It's a lot easier to do because you feel bad about talking negative about something who's
1: who's gone, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I mean you you uh, and and that was that was encouraged. I mean, you know there's a great man of God here, you know, and I feel a lot more strongly now that that should have been discouraged, you know um, you a good mark of of a quote unquote great man of God is their humility and the, their willingness to surround themselves with accountability. Mm-hmm. and you know I mean the the Catholic Church had its its issues fundamentalism had its issues too mm-hmm. um and it's you know i guess basically every almost every human branch. institution <laughs> yes <laughs> fallen imagine that yeah. right but um i feel that it caused a lot more damage um in in a ecos- in an ecosystem where the default was well first off where's your sin and secondly how dare you say something against a great man of god right you know um
0: do you think that like, – part of what, what you've been describing makes me think, like, they they were so intentional and took such pride in, in – um, the word insular comes to mind, but maybe that's not entirely what I mean, but just being set apart, right? Like, kind of being that Bastion, being separate from the world that um, – uh, it one maybe feels like an overemphasis of an idea that we are in the world but not of it Mm -hmm. but then also you began to is it fair to say that over time you began to value um being a little bit more in touch with the world and sensitive to its needs and kind of not as um uh not kind of emphasizing your sense of conviction and and fervency and you know Mm -hmm. zeal every every at every corner
1: yeah, I mean, there was definitely a transition period in my life where, um, I mean, you know, at the school probably not as much, you know, um, where the emphasis was on you know personal holiness, keep yourself unspotted from the world, and you're right, there was a very almost a point of pride where it's like was it an elitism? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say elitism, but I would say. Uh, I would definitely say counterculture. I would say, um, it, but it was a point of pride. It was a distinctive. It was it was a distinctive part of their identity, almost their brand, um, and um, and it was it was almost defiant. And um, it's like you can do what you want, you can do these things, but you're not going to see that here. And if you don't like it, bye. Mm-hmm. You know, and and maybe an outsider looking in. Well, an outsider looking in on on some of those things would say, okay, you're a cult. (laughs) Yeah. You know, or somebody else could definitely see a little bit of elitism because they felt very deeply that they were the ones that had it right. Mm -hmm. They had the Bible right, Mm -hmm. and since the Bible was right and these convictions came, they thought, from the the tradition and the Bible, you know, um, but you never really heard about tradition, you... There, that's when I started to realize a little bit um, where you never really heard about tradition alone. It's not like we have to keep up these traditions. It was we have to stay true to the Bible, and that's why we have standard these, mm-hmm. these very strict standards on music, mm-hmm. because it keeps us away from the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have these...
0: Inextricably tied. Right. Like the habits are, are the uh, obvious and natural outgrowth of, 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 of our commitment to the Bible And that's why we don't deviate from... Or that's why we don't change these, you know, Mm. positions or habits.
1: I'd say that's 50%. And the other 50% was reactionary. um, Where it's like, look, you're seeing these worldly people doing this. So we're not going to do it. Mm. Um, And why aren't we doing it? Well, do you want to be like the world? Or do you want to be more like God? Right. You know, we had a rule against denim. Yes. um, You know, (laughs) or... Material that looks like denim. so Like, like twill. Like chambray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, because it well, was... because I think I read about twill. Yeah. <laughs> no, twill was okay. There was a lot of twill.
0: Well, I think certain events you couldn't mm-hmm. wear twill.
1: Mm. Was... I don't remember exactly don't... which one. I mean, you know, not not for like, like a, a dress-up occasion. Like, we had formal occasions yeah, where yeah. we had to dress up in suits and ties, and it was like... They called them artist series, where you had... Like Shakespearean plays and mm-hmm. operas, and it was it gave you a chance to dress up for the high society type yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So no twill there, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we had but but with the idea of of dress and stuff, it yeah. was like you can't do this because it's like the world, you know. And um, we were not like the world; we followed the Bible. So it's less about this is going to deepen my walk with God, and more mm-hmm. of this is going to keep me unspotted from the world. Hmm. It's it's a slight distinction, but it's it's more of a reaction to what's going on around, as opposed to well, the Bible says I need to have my hair cut a certain way, which it, it obviously doesn't. So, um, but your your original question, oh I guess, yeah, yeah. Before I, I, I lose track of yeah, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> so do I, obviously. Um, was was about when I started to f- understand that yep. there was. More need, maybe the need for more compassion. Maybe the, mm-hmm. that um, that fundamentalism wasn't the only part of Christianity that um, that that held to inerrancy of scripture, or you know that, that type of thing. And it happened as I got out into the world a little bit more, you know, uh, as I you know rubbed shoulders with other Christians, and because there was a very clear feeling that. Look, if you go to one of those churches, that's not a independent, it's not on our fundamental list. church. Yeah, yeah, that's not on the list. Um, and there was, you know, it, there really was a list. Yeah, you no, know? Yeah. It, yeah, they mention it in their yeah. uh, handbook. Um, if you don't go to the, if you don't go to one of those churches, they're not going to preach the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll preach a watered down version. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's more palatable to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and they would say what you, what you bring them in with. You know, if you bring them in with the, the the, today's music, or the light show, or the cappuccino in the in the in the lobby, or something like that, then that's what you're going to have to keep them there. They're not they're not coming to hear the word of God. They're coming for a show, you know. So it was it was a revelation to me when we left a fundamentalist church mm-hmm. and we went to all these churches that were preaching the Bible, mm-hmm. and they weren't just preaching it like to check a box. They were preaching it with authority. Yeah, you know. Uh, and they were taking stands on things, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought we were, they were the only ones doing that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so,
0: did did they when they, when they thought of uh, other churches that weren't fundamentalist mm-hmm. churches, um, did they have a negative view of them? Like, did they did they question um, the validity of the gospel that they're preaching in terms of its like? The uh, doctrinal sturdy, uh, sturdiness, or like even like, did they did they, you know, go to the, to to the extreme of like, hey, they may not be believers in that church. I mean, I dep- depending mm-hmm. on, on the level, yeah. but I mean, moderate to conservative.
1: <laughs> Morse, I I don't think they, you know, it's not like they had a big board or anything, and they were like, you know, <laughs> hellbound or you know right, right, <laughs> or something right, right, like yeah. that. But um, we made a new judgment. Yeah, this <laughs> was, was red, yellow, green, you know, or whatever. But um it was it was much more, it was a much more mystery. Because if you're part of a fundamental church, are you going to go to a non-fundamental church? You know, so you you, you like, just why would things. you if you already know the way? Right, yeah. right. So you hear things, you know, or you you hear a pastor say, "Oh, I talked with this pastor," and uh, you know. I, but you don't really know things. You know, you know, there's there's it, the, the churches themselves, just like the university, was very insular. The independent fundamental churches were very insular, mm-hmm. and are very insular mm-hmm. uh, right now. Uh, they've got a loose association of churches, but again, one of their brand distinctives is the fact that they're independent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a convention that is telling them what to do. Yeah, uh, and so they're free to worship the Bible, to worship and to study the Bible, and to apply the Bible as they see fit. Um, so that's that's great if if that's you know what you want to do. But you don't have much intel about what's going on with other other churches or the church down the street. Maybe the intentionally fact, so, right? Yeah, maybe so. Um, I mean, other than the fact that oh, they play a lot. I saw a drum stand, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and that was that was really kind of the the amount of of things that would be said about other churches, you know. Now maybe if there was something that was um, you know. Particularly egregious that somebody said from the pulpit about you know, right. um, you know salvation or or something like that. Then that would be held up as 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 something. But I remember when when Mark Driscoll was uh, was in town, and um, like in Greenville. Oh no, no I'm sorry. Uh, oh, here in, in Seattle. In Seattle. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, I listened to one of his his uh, sermons, and it was a good sermon, mm-hmm. and I was like. I went to the pastor of the fundamentalist church that I went to, and I said, "This guy had a really good sermon." Yeah, you know, um, which was counter to what I had heard about you know a lot of churches that were outside of the fundamentalist stripe. You know, there was just the
0: assumption that
1: yeah they they don't know
0: what they're talking or they don't they don't know the gospel as well as we know it or the Bible.
1: Or they choose to minimize it, to draw... To a, compromise. Yes. If the music's compromised, if the standards are compromised, if you can just show up however you it's are... Symptomatic for Sunday, of the entire belief then, system. Then your doctrine's going to be compromised all the way through. Right. Yeah. They had a, a secondary separation thing that that uh, really almost... It, it got very burdensome, burdensome and almost absurd after a while.
0: Did you ever think about leaving the faith? Yeah.
1: Um, I did. Um it especially after you know when when you become disillusioned with the faith that you've been brought up in yep. mm-hmm. and um when you know you're, you're like well they were wrong about this clearly and they were wrong about this mm-hmm. and it's like what else are they wrong about yep. you know and so um yeah there was a time where you're kind of like well is this is this all wrong right you know um, like, have I been lied to my whole life? right, right. Um, and then the fact that we found not just a church, but a lot of churches mm-hmm. that I felt preached the Bible uh, and and held up scripture as the authority and um, <laughs> and and had were exhibiting really close walks with the Lord and the fruit of the spirit in their life mm-hmm. while, Listening to "quote unquote" worldly music and yeah. worldly standards, and I was like, "Well, that's wait a minute! A godly drumbeat. How how can that happen? <laughs> right. You know, if 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 all of these things are supposed to pull you away from God, how can they be so close to God? Yeah, you know, and and then that's that's when um, you know, and and obviously God's grace to to preserve me and to keep me in uh, and, and to help us find a good church,
0: so. And so you would say that's kind of what reeled you back in, that like, okay, mm-hmm. the, uh, I, I can now separate out that the the truths of what they told me in the Bible are true, how they manifested it and how they went about their business. I need to rethink a lot of that. Uh, but I do see other people holding the same beliefs, but living it out just a little bit differently. Yeah. Or maybe a lot differently.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it did. It was a good thing for me because, and uh, to, to to really say, okay let's take a look at all of these standards why do i believe them Mm -hmm. you know um what you know where's this the scriptural basis for this where's the cultural basis for this Mm -hmm. you know how do i evaluate this um and and i i feel like that was that was really helpful and and it's interesting because even at the school um I, I the same guy that the, that I was telling you about who taught me um, our, our church class when I was in college, and he was really made an impact on my life. What's his name Dan Olinger. Dan Olinger. Yeah. Um, he, I remember him saying, you know, w- try, you know, think through these things, mm-hmm. you know. To and he encouraged us to. He would ask really good questions yeah yeah. you know designed to make you think yeah um and and i felt like you could actually have a good intellectual conversation about those things mm-hmm. um but the rules of the university were not up for negotiation i mean i couldn't go into the dean of men right. and say look I've done my own research. <laughs> what do you think about changing this? Let me you tell you something, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was just like, no, uh, this is this is where we are, and you like them or not. Yeah. Um, but, um, so it's it is it, it's frustrating, it, it, and it's also ironic that a school that prioritizes black and white, um, and right and wrong, there's so much of a gray area when I'm trying to describe. The yeah. school, you yeah. know, there's yeah. there's some great thinkers, there's some some really, um, you know, sh- godly people there, and then there are, there's a, a culture and an environment in in many ways that I feel makes it really easy to put up a front and to uh, abuse power and to to not to to not say you're wrong, uh, to not uh, adjust your stance because it's seen as a compromise.
0: Um, as I think the word is disenfranchised, as disenfranchised as you seem with uh, the culture there and kind of the the mindset there. Um, do you did you ever ask like Dan or some of the other people who's thinking you respected mm-hmm. like people who who wanted you to be more independent thinkers? It sounds like mm-hmm. like people who wanted you to develop your thinking and not just follow rules. Mm-hmm. Did you ever wonder how they exist? uh like if they struggle i guess with with teaching there and just continuously being a part of that
1: environment mm-hmm. i never asked um it's just kind of not not, <laughs> Would not it be my MO. no <laughs> well, i mean you know i just oh, the I, child. I, i'm yes i'm <laughs> child i'm a pleaser man i'm a pleaser um but i was always i was i was mildly curious and i still am in, yeah. in some ways um we stayed with the church, the the fundamental idea for a good long time.
0: Even after you moved out here, right? Yeah,
1: um, with the idea that that not that we are trying to to reform it, but that we are trying to do good yeah. from within those those boundaries, mm-hmm. trying to you know um, open things up a little bit mm-hmm. on some things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I mean, in in some ways there are there are some people that are trying to be salt and light within their their the, the systems that they know well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and trying to be a, a moderating force in some ways. That's just my guess. Yeah. Um, and then there were other people that were just like, bye. Yeah. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there have been some people who have who have talked about PTSD from the influences that they've had at the school. And yeah. maybe because I've been much less of a, hey, I'm just going to get through the school. It's okay. It's good. yeah, yeah. You know it like you't take me it as too much. deeply in mm-hmm. that sense no I mean to where it would. I, th- I think everyone has school dreams but um, yeah. you know I, I don't wake up like screaming or anything like that you know it didn't it didn't have um, like a traumatic mm-hmm. effect on me yeah but I could see how it could on others so.
0: well what also kind of uh, one of the things I've thought about in thinking about this conversation is you can criticize anything as much as you want but until you have a better option like Mm-hmm. Then your criticism is it's it you know it's approaching whining, right and so if uh and then and, and frankly it's like you said, what what is expected of you is clear, right? Mm-hmm. and sometimes we do want things that are just simply clear, even if we don't always agree with them
1: yeah, i mean there is there is a lot of value in in clarity and you know really precise rules and you <laughs> really know, precise you just don't yeah I mean if you don't want to if you don't if, if you want to know exactly where you stand yeah. read the rule book and you can sail through the school with with your hair trimmed and you know the, the right music and all those things you're not going to have a bit of problem yeah you know um, but you know that's the and, and the and there are some people that I have no doubt that God worked powerfully through that system yeah and it was exactly what they needed. Maybe you know, um, and that's the thing is is, you know, we're gonna see. You know, these are saved people. These are these are uh, believers that we're gonna see in heaven. You yeah. know, um, I think there may be some who may be surprised that. There's a lot more people. Yeah. On that. I don't know. Wow. But, that way
0: wasn't uh, quite exclusive. Yeah. yeah, right. It's like the joke where you have to be the Saint Peter has to be really quiet when he yeah. goes by the
1: fundamentalists because they think they're the only ones there. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but I think I, I think um, what has emerged from my personal journey, I guess, has been the sense of grace. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that as humans we can take things that are not bad ideas they are even good ideas yeah. and just mess them up and, sure. and take them over apply them overapply apply them um, put them on par with scripture in some yeah. ways yeah. and hold them up as a yardstick to measure righteousness yeah. and um, you know what God's still God and um, you know if you seek after him I, I have no doubt that that he'll he will lead you to where you need to be you know um, and 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 God's grace is is, is greater than um, the the overzealousness of man and and the the bad intentions and even whether whether there are predatory intentions. Uh, you <laughs> know, God can God can bring people out of those things. Yeah. You know.
0: Um,
1: do you think that there were uh, bad intentions or predatory intentions? Not from the leadership that I saw. Yeah. But uh, I feel like when you have a system that that.
0: Tends to, to, to def- quest- default, yeah. yeah,
1: default towards the leaders, and you can't it, question and that sort right. of thing. I feel like it creates an environment uh, where that can flourish, mm-hmm. you know. Or there's people who who just like rules, and then they'll add their own rules. And I mean, it's funny because I think again, this is this is my um, experiences from 25 years ago, but Bob Jones has changed a lot mm-hmm. since then, uh, and they've gotten a lot more. They've dropped the Fortress of Faith or, you know, they used to be called World's Most Unusual University. And now, yeah, yeah. and then it changed to BJ Cares. Hmm. And then it's the Opportunity Place. And hmm. so it's, and and they've gotten more into Greenville um, as far as ministry and outreach. Like connecting and, with the
0: community. Yeah.
1: They used to have a barbed wire fence. Uh, I mean, a fence that was topped with barbed wire. Hmm. Um, and it was just like a security thing and privacy hedges and, yep. you know. They've made a conscious decision to open up the campus from what I've heard, and it feels like the the school is in a lot of ways like a generation behind what the rest of the society is. So then yeah. now they're understanding that, oh, maybe we should moderate a little bit,
0: yeah,
1: but the thing is is that they by doing that, there's still a very large group of um, more ultra extreme fundamentalists who now view the university
0: as compromised, yes, yeah.
1: And they're like, you know, they're they they've they're what are they going to do next? Not read the King James, you know, and and yeah, they they view those as very serious transgressions, hmm. and so now you have a school, and this is just my opinion, but you have a school that is kind of in the middle somewhere. They're not the farthest of the farthest, yeah, you know, and they've lost that brand identity of of you know, <laughs> our way or by, yeah, and but they're not like like a liberty or something like that yep. you know so they're kind of in the middle hmm yeah it,
0: well it, it's interesting because I think that that that's part of the attractiveness of having that level of conviction and, and like kind of fortitude right like no this is who we are like like it or not and honestly like uh, I don't know if you've listened to much of the uh, podcast uh, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill hmm um, so it you know, talks about the church that was here before and the church that our church was born out of mm-hmm. and um, when you have somebody who is so um, has such conviction and uh, kind of it, there's an attractiveness to that right because mm-hmm. we don't all have our own conviction and our own zeal about life but we certainly like being attached to that in some sense and so, But then when, when you do realize, oh, maybe we've overapplied it, misapplied it, as Bob Jones may or may not be doing, mm-hmm. then it, it, it makes things a little bit squishy. And it's like, well, I don't know who you are anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't know how, how I relate to you, how I feel about you, those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. People gravitate towards, you know, very strong opinions, very strong mm-hmm. convictions. Um, the clarity. Yeah. You know, the hot takes, you yeah. know, even now. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, people like that. And um, it's it's very easy to to uh, attract followers, um, and because what people yeah, want to follow too, right? Right, right. And and when you have somebody who who looks you in the yeah. eye and says, "This is what the Bible says," and you can go with it, mm-hmm. or you can leave. Yeah, but I'm going to follow the Bible. Right. You know, um, and they win the staring contest. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and all of the the Joneses had an amazing amount of charisma Uh, they were really I mean I've never obviously senior was before my time but uh, junior was 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 really an interesting guy and he was uh, I remember he would speak in chapel and um, sometimes I mean sometimes you could hear he had he had this Kind of this older Southern voice, and it mm-hmm. was a very choice, you know, when he would talk, mm-hmm. and you get it was just. I mean, you it's could, like you need to do an audio a oh, lot of audiobooks, sir. Oh, it was so good! <laughs> and he didn't. He did um, Shakespearean plays, like he was Shylock and the oh, really? of... Yeah, and he was he he was the one who got the the university has this art gallery um, that has. Um, like some old world yes. beautiful. Yeah, incredible. I heard he, he kind
0: of started that yeah. asset acquisition for lack of a better word. He was
1: the Renaissance man. Yeah. Um and and I still Baroque. remember what was that? A lot of Baroque Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. Period. Um when they had the opening services, they would always bring uh, have him preach at least one sermon. And it was it was kind of it, it could be like Sinners in the hands of an angry God level where where he would you know the, the new students would come in and yeah. you could, you would feel convicted, you would, you could be saved yeah. and, and absolutely certain, and you'd still feel, yeah, you know, like intentionally oh. or not. There was a performance about him, oh, yeah. I mean, but, but I feel like you could also have the spirit of God working through him on those, yeah. too, you yeah. know. Um, and then Dr. Bob, third was tall, had a lot of presence, and he would say things, and you know, here we are, and he was the one that would say some, well, both of them would say some pretty alarming things sometimes as far as <laughs> this is what we're doing. Um, he said one time that Billy Graham um, has done more harm for the cause of Christ hmm. than any other person. Wow. And he viewed that. That was junior or third? Third. Okay. Third. Um, and he doubled down on that in, pra- in, in, a, in a chapel. Um, I remember him saying that. And he said that because he thought that Billy Graham was a compromiser. Because he was with Catholics at his rallies, yeah. But I also feel like it was something very personal uh, for him too,
0: right? Because Graham went there for a little bit and then left, right? Yes,
1: and there was a very public, you yeah. know, uh, split, yeah. breakup. So, but and then Stephen Jones it was tr- very tribal at that yeah, point, yeah. It too, does right? absolutely, absolutely, which doesn't do anybody any favors, really. So, right. But um, and Stephen was great too. I mean. Uh, I, as a orator? I never heard him. I mean, I heard him preach once or twice, but he just struck me as a decent guy. Yeah, you know, uh, um, he was older than me, but uh, he was always just a. He didn't. He didn't have the same reactionary feel to me mm-hmm. as his uh, dad and his grandpa and his yeah. great grandpa. Yeah, you know, um, he just and I left before he really came into the, the school, but he just seemed like a genuinely decent guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I read that...
1: Uh, let's see. It's almost nine. How much time do you have? Oh, we can go another, what, 15, 20 minutes or something? Does okay. that work? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I read that uh, Bob Sr., Dr. Bob Sr., he started the school because he uh, was had heard of people people's faith being shaken when they go to college, and he wanted to uh, establish an institution that it could would fortify people's faith and kind of um, you know keep them walking with the lord mm-hmm. do you as you look back on your time do you think that your faith was fortified
1: um yeah i think so um i think so i <laughs> is, it, is I, it hard hard to to well to, i'm i'm hesitating because it's i I'm, I'm, I'm a product of the school. Yeah. You know? Um, so. A likable one too. Thank you. <laughs> very much. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, I, so my faith was shaped, no doubt, by the school. Yeah. My, I mean, um, I wasn't saved at the school. I was saved before, you know, at a very young age. But, um, you know, I, I, my faith was, I, I would say my faith was fortified <laughs> and weakened in some ways, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I went on mission trips. I, You know, we went on, you know, there, there were times when, when God used the school to deal with me, mm-hmm. to show me things that were wrong, to encourage me. And, you know, the, the people that were around me at the school, um, by and large, they seemed to want to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, and so there's tremendous encouragement. And there's a tremendous... There is a feeling of community in that way when with with the students, especially when you find a bunch of like-minded students that want to do the right thing. Right. You know, um, so I would say yes, but I also would say that it, it hurt my faith, um, by the 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 standards that were misapplied and then I feel were extra biblical.
0: Yeah. So. Do you feel that as a, uh, or do you think that of it as kind of. Uh, I don't know if even know if the word regret is appropriate, but uh, let me let, let's go with that as the word. Mm-hmm. Or as opposed to, do you think that well, this is just part of my testimony. Like this is part mm-hmm. of the story that got the the journey that God has taken me on. Journey sounds so kind of mm-hmm. like millennial, but um, <laughs> I'm on oh, a Lean into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, do, do, Does that question make sense?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I don't look back on my life and say uh, what could I have done if I had not gone to, you know, if, if only I had not gone to the school, mm-hmm. you know, I mean it's water under the bridge at this point um, I do wish that I had figured you know some things out sooner on on, on standards and uh, how I feel about them and think. I, I wish I had left fundamentalism a lot earlier um, How so
0: long ago was it that you left?
1: We left the church the last church that we were in uh, six years ago. Oh, okay. So um, there was some disenchantment, you know, um, before that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were part of a, of a fundamentalist church with strong ties to the school um, up until that time. So, hmm. and and that's the other the other issue that I think is harmful is the schools are very closely tied. Uh, sorry, the the churches are very closely tied to the school. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily harmful, but there's almost a sense that they get marching orders from the standards. They view it as kind of the capital city, so to speak. Yes. And so if the standard changes at Bob Jones, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that the standards immediately change at the church. Mm -hmm. It trickles down, you know. So it's like, oh, well, Bob Jones hasn't been requiring, you know, (laughs) whatever for for a long time. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, okay, I guess we can change that too. Yeah. So there's no, there's not a lot of independent thinking on that uh, when it comes to standards. It's just it becomes a distinctive of the church, right? You know, do you want to go to this church where we sing hymns and we, um, you know, we have have an evening service? Maybe you do. Yeah. That's fantastic. Right. You know, Um, but there's there's less of a I I feel like a a real careful deliberation about it at the church level, Um, and there's much more of a what's Bob Jones doing. Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. so you said six years ago so there was 19 years or so
0: that you graduated and that you're still in the um, fundamentalist churches Um, so when you first graduated Mm -hmm. was it just like uh, these rules are kind of they are some of them are a little petty but I'll just deal with them they are what they are but then as you went on I was like wait something seems off and out of touch here and like I'm interacting with other people so what happened in those 19 years until you finally said you know what
1: hmm. we need to go somewhere else Um, I feel like after graduation you know like the hair stuff It's I, I grew my hair out a little bit <laughs> I noticed yes. I did notice yes. I
0: wasn't going to say anything uh, to
1: right right, right. Um, but you know that's that's that was easy to just kind of like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, and those types of things. The the idea of not really associating with our other churches was probably the last thing to change for us. Because we felt, you know, I mean, you we went from graduating at the school to a church, um, you know, the church that I grew up in. And then when we moved, it was another church that had a Bob Jones graduate and had ties to the school. Um, and it was okay. It was kind of like, you know, you you, you knew your friends and, um, you know, it, it, there wasn't any real reason to change for me. It was fine. You know, and yeah. I enjoyed some, I, I enjoyed some of the songs. You know, I like to sing and parts and all that. That's great. Yeah. Um, like good but, enough. Yes. But then, um, and, and I could always justify like, I don't necessarily feel this way that strongly. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and so if, if 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 a preacher preached a standard that I felt was extra biblical, it's like okay, fine, whatever, you know, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next Sunday. Yeah, because
0: you, you know? have enough time to know that okay, they'll they'll come mm-hmm. back to 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 the to, to the standard,
1: right? Or I mean, or or it's like I'll just give you a pass on that sermon because I know that yep. you know the next sermon will be about something that I do agree with, right? You know, and something that I can get a blessing from or whatever. The, I think for me, personally, um, the the disconnect became more apparent when we had uh, our son. And uh, I was thinking, like, am I going to... Hmm. How am I going to deal with this? You yeah. know? Because what is getting preached is not something that I necessarily believe in. You know? And what is being laid out as these standards are necessary to keep you holy or to keep you away from the world. I don't think, I don't agree with that. Yeah. You know? Uh, And so am I going to toe the line? Uh, Am I going to cause dissension in the church? Am I going to tell my son something that I don't agree with? Mm -hmm. You know? And that's what really got us thinking, what really got us like, no, that's Hmm. not, that's not worth that. Hmm. That's, we need, we need to align what, where we've grown as Christians, uh, and find a church, and and that you know, so that we can be consistent all the way through.
0: Maybe, maybe like any other parent, you want something better for your kids than what you had.
1: Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, I don't. I'm, I I know you know. I, as a parent, right? You're, you you fail your kids. You're not a, yeah. you're not perfect. Uh, but I don't. Well, some of you do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Most of us, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want it to ever get to a point where he's like, Dad, you told me this, and mm. you you don't believe it. You right. know, right? So what else? What was else? it was
0: that your bigger fear, or uh-huh. that Dad, you told me this, and I'm not sure if you entirely believe it, but how can you believe this when I everything else I see is, you know. Not contrary to, but not completely aligned with it. Does that make sense? Like, hmm. um, was your fear that he would see a level of hypocrisy in you, or was your his your fear that <clears throat> what he was learning at the church um, there, like he would there would be a dissonance, I guess, between what he experienced and what he was being told is true.
1: Both, yeah, yes, um, and it, yes. yes. A, a, on one level, it's. I don't want to be seen as a hypocrite mm-hmm. by my boy, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but on another level, I don't want him to question his ultimate faith because of a standard that I don't even care about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. You know. So I guess it it maybe, like you said, you want something better, and and you want to avoid some of the the pitfalls that that you maybe fell into, or maybe that you struggled with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: If he. I mean, I kind of doubt that he will. But if if he said, "Dad, I really want to go to Bob Jones," Mm -hmm. what would you say?
1: I I'd have him visit the school, Um, but and I you know I definitely would talk to him about uh, our experience there. But you know, if he really, really, really felt that that's where God was leading him, Mm -hmm. I have no doubt that God can work. In his life at that school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. God can work in his life at anywhere. Um, So. It wouldn't be my choice. For him necessarily. Would it be painful for you? Yeah probably. Yeah.
0: Like uh, like hurtful or like anxiety ridden. Both.
1: Um, Anxiety ridden because. I would. um, Feel a little. I'd feel worried about. Uh, what he would experience you know um and i feel that he would experience that disconnect between what he believes is right and you know what maybe the standards at the school Mm -hmm. um but you know what um this is something that i'm also trying to 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 work on is that you know a it's his it's I want it to be his choice. Yeah. I want him to. You go. want to raise a
0: good adult, an independent,
1: exactly man. Yes, and um, God, has at, God has got it in Greenville. God has got in Seattle, um, and wherever he goes, you know, um, I can I can trust that that he's still powerful no matter where. Um, but yes, we would have we would have a, a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. We'd have many conversations about it.
0: Um, kind of ongoing, like, hey, oh. what do you what do you see in son? Yeah, and, yeah. And how do you like it? And and,
1: and I would definitely, um, you know, <laughs> I, I would let it be his choice, but um, I'd make sure that he. But I'm certain that I'm paying I for do. that. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to the podcast, son, and then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you not hear? Yeah, yeah. So,
0: hmm. Well, I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you um, opening up about it. I, it, I, as I was reading it, like, mm-hmm. like I said, you. you um, I almost felt inclined to, to kind of draw lines in the sand too of like, Mm -hmm. well, no, this can't be right. Mm -hmm. And, but then I kept feeling myself tugging back and saying like, was it not right? Or is it just not that way that I would do it? Mm -hmm. And, and like, and I thought too, like if my son wanted to go to a school that, um, tends to associate or produce, um, kind of, uh, I guess people with mindsets that uh, are are more insular. I mean, in some ways, the, one of the words that came to mind was closed-minded. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I grew up in the Berkeley area, so <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where is. I live on that spectrum. Right. <laughs> but uh, but it, it it's kind of that struggle of like, um, I, I know what I would choose, but I'm also in my thirties, mm-hmm. almost forty, mm-hmm. and um, an impressionable kid. What do you what do you tell them? Like, how do you teach them to discern and to think and and that's mm-hmm. uh, th- that's the hard
1: part I, I was joking i actually my wife and i were joking that uh you know that's kind of the the rebellious avenue for him right would be to go to bob jones <laughs> the, the irony <laughs> right <laughs> um you know but i mean it, it's a it's a valid question um like how would i feel if my son Went, you know, wanted to, to join the military or go to the Citadel or or whatever else, you know. It's that's certainly very different from anything that I've experienced uh, as far as a military institution, although right. some might say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> military militancy. Yeah, same, same, yeah. yeah, but um, you know, I, it's if if that's what he feels that he really needs and he really wants, um, you know, I I know that God can work through the through that. Yeah. You
0: know, so. Yeah, I mean, and. and Like, in some ways, it's really hard, I would guess. as My son is four. But, you know, I would guess that as your kids make decisions, you kind of have to view them as building blocks. And then just the next one has to kind of build upon it and build upon it and build upon it. And and they have to, um, you know, you want them to be able to look back and say, okay, these are all the experiences that I had. This is how they fit together. And this Mm -hmm. is now my testimony before the Lord. And, you know, you want it to be... uh, I keep I, I years ago I thought of the analogy of a puzzle right and mm-hmm. and with a puzzle you do the the edges first and then the, mm-hmm. the parts with the most color contrast the easiest things first and, right. and for me growing up in church it was like that it was like okay what am I supposed to do what am I not supposed to do mm-hmm. but then as you get older it's not about behaviors; it's about how you think mm-hmm. and it's how you uh, how you uh, you know Understand and, and know who God is and your gifts and how to commune with Him and become intimate with Him mm-hmm. and to me th- in the puzzle those are the 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 harder uh, parts of the puzzle but you have to keep doing those pieces because you want to see the beautiful picture of the puzzle and yeah. um it's but as a parent it's just it's so much harder because you're not in the driver's seat <laughs> no yeah that's difficult so your influence is just it, it kind of gets diluted every at every stage
1: yeah yeah and 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 hopefully they they you know um don't discount your advice that you have or whatever but yeah at the end of the day they've got to personalize um what they believe and and it, it, it's got to move from this is what mom and dad have dragged me to or taught talk, talked to me about and this is what i believe mm-hmm. so this is actually what is best right yeah. yeah yeah so we'll see
0: yeah thank you john i appreciate it yeah, and thank you. um we'll see you tomorrow yeah i think it group. But yeah, (laughs) Lord bless. Thank you again. Sounds good. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you all are safe and well. Faith, resilience, and community. Lord bless.